righty. Happy Wednesday. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. You know, you can't spell European Parliament without Pete. You know that, right? This is why I am so interested in what happens in the European Parliament, of course. Uh, no, actually, there was a hearing, uh, and they had in front of the European Parliament one of uh, the drug company Pfizer, one of their directors, a woman by the name of Janine Small. She is the president of International Developed Markets. International Developed Markets for Pfizer. And I'm going to play for you a clip which can be found at HeadlineUSA.com. And uh, here is the clip that uh, has now kind of gone viral because there is this European Parliament member named Robert Roos, and he uh, asked a pretty specific question and actually got an answer from this uh, Pfizer president of international developed markets. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please Say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. We had to move at the speed of science, the speed of science, which, as I understand, uh, Fauci, that is the that's a it's a unit of measurement. It's called a Fauci, Fauci being the science and all. Uh, I want to welcome back to the program, Mark Pellin. He is the editor over at Headline USA. Hey, Mark, how are you? Hey, Pete, doing well. How are you? I am doing all right. So uh, this uh, this video clip with Robert Roos uh, asking a pretty simple question, right? It's gone viral. You guys have it up over at headlineusa.com. Uh, so uh, why is this, why was this, uh, this such a big uh, reveal? Why is this newsworthy? Right. Well, it's shocking, Pete. You know, this is the, the main narrative that governments use to enforce and dictate their vaccine mandates, right? It was to stop the transmission, stop the spread. The science, Anthony Fauci's the science famous quote, right? Stop the spread. Well, it turns out it was just a giant lie. And and Pfizer and governments knew it from the start. Yet they insisted on not only pushing this this false narrative, but punishing people who spoke out against it. Right. I'm reminded of the uh, military folks that were run out of the military because they didn't want to get the shot. You had the uh, you had pilots, you had um, sure. uh, what uh, healthcare workers as well that didn't well, want to get the shot. Yeah, earlier this year, uh, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, he fired fifteen hundred people because they refused to get it vaccinated or were denied a religious exemption. He just fired them, built on a lie, Pete. And that Pfizer has now openly admitted in a, in a hearing of European Parliament. And th- that's just, um, I think Robert Rouse called it. Complete nonsense. There was no scientific basis for this narrative, yet it was pushed relentlessly, and people were punished for for, for not following it. Yeah, he said that it removes, that this answer, uh, this woman's testimony, removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport, which 
we did not adopt here in North Carolina. I remember when this was the, the idea was getting right. kicked around and they implemented I mean essentially they implemented the backbone for a passport in North Carolina um, with the Health and Human Services records system where you could go in there and you know just Correct. just for your own benefit in case you needed to get proof of your right. own vaccination for some reason we don't know why right. but if you, you needed may, it you may need it right and, part, and Pete that was part of the lie that got people uh, so fully invested in this was you, you you were doing it not just for yourself right you were being a good citizen you were doing it to protect your grandmother you were doing it to protect others well you weren't right and and you were so doing it to, to prop up a, a, a multi-billion dollar market for Pfizer Right. It, it, it was the same line um, of rhetoric that was used on the masking as well, which and, and there was a reason for this, by the way, which was uh, they they figured out that uh, and this was through sociology, psychology. You know, this is through uh, focus groups and surveys. They found that people were more willing to go along with things and do things to uh, you know, to you know encumber themselves or. Uh, to put themselves out a little bit, uh, uh, you know, face discomfort if it meant that, you know, it, it would help others. People were more willing to do that for somebody else than they are if it's just going to affect them. If it's just and you see this with the flu shot vaccination levels, for example, right? People if like, OK, uh, you go get the flu shot. It'll, you know, it could, it'll help you if you get the flu and you get like about a half, you know, uh, of the population that that gets the flu shot and the other half doesn't. But if you say, hey, if you get this shot, it will help other people that can't help themselves, people are more compelled to be nice. They're more compelled to, to try to help out their neighbor. They found it with the masking, and so it's not really a surprise that they tried this same line of, uh, of persuasion sure. with the vaccines. Right, and if that doesn't work, just mandate it at the threat of losing your job. Right, right. Which, which, which is what they did. Uh, you, you know, it, it's phenomenal. You have... You know, Anthony Fauci on television saying you become a dead end for the virus right. if you get vaccinated. This is the same Anthony Fauci who advised people to have vax door guards at their holiday parties <laughs> to make sure that everybody who came in right. was vaccinated so the transmission of the virus now, would now, now, Mark, let's be fair. That was his fallback compromise position to just canceling all of the interactions altogether. Right. Like well, at first he said, no, hanging out with anybody, just keep uh, seclusion, isolation throughout all of the holidays. And when he got pushed back on that, then I guess it was his compromise. Like, OK, OK, fine. But like maybe hire a bouncer and keep people yeah, out. Exactly. You yeah. know, you have to have some flexibility there. And I think that, right. <laughs> right. Well, look, and this is the same sort of thing, although it's worse. Uh, but but it's the same sort of uh, it's the same reason why. People don't have confidence in Fauci. It goes back to the same thing, this, quote, noble lie, right, with the masking as well, where he said, uh, first, don't buy the masks. And then it was, okay, yes, get the masks. uh, And now you got to wear the masks, even though that flies in the face of what we had known about masking with respiratory viruses as well. So uh, but the noble lie indicates that you knew it was wrong. You knew it was a lie, but you told it anyway because it served a greater purpose. And so but, but again, like after it is determined that, you know, we all know you lied. You're not supposed to keep your gig because that's the point of the noble lie. You sacrifice yourself, hence the nobility of it. You sacrifice yourself in order for the greater good to be served. But you still have to do the sacrifice. And he hasn't done that, it seems. He he, he just continued to make more and more money and stay in his position. And will for uh, perpetuity. Apparently, he's going to get a great uh, you know golden parachute when he retires and uh, he'll be set for life. And 
you know, this, this was beat. This was built on a, on a lie. It was fabricated. And to have a, a ranking director from Pfizer come out and publicly admit that now is just it's stunning. Now, there was some uh, back in, I'm looking at this is from theblaze.com, the mRNA vaccine developed by Pfizer BioNTech was uh, granted emergency use authorization December 11th, 2020, later granted FDA approval uh, on August 23rd, 2021. The vaccine is marketed as Comirnaty or whatever it is and um, uh, is used for the prevention of COVID-19 in individuals 12 years of age or older. However, it is authorized for emergency use in kids as young as five. In granting the emergency use authorization, the FDA wrote there was no evidence that the vaccine prevents transmission from person to person. Correct. Oh, right. So, it, it, that's, even, that's even more egregious. That's an acknowledgment that they knew from the very beginning. Right. That the narrative they were pushing to enforce these mandates and draconian measures was false. Right, and then all you're left with is this idea that, well, it made it, you know, it makes it less severe, which, okay, but then that's a prophylactic. That's not a vaccine, right? right. Making it less severe, th- then that's some sort of a guard against the, you know, it being worse, which is fine. I still would have made the same decision to get the shot because I had comorbidity factors that, uh, that right. I was concerned about. But that's not, but that wasn't an honest pitching of the product. Well, listen, we convinced our kids to get COVID shots because it would protect our grandma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it is noble, and we probably would have had him get the shot anyhow. But the fact that it was built on a lie, and now a self-acknowledged lie, is just disgraceful. Yeah. And, you know, you already see uh, lawsuits starting to pile up from people who were fired based on that lie. Yeah, uh, which tells me they're going to have a pretty good case to make. Uh, Mark Pellin, editor over at HeadlineUSA.com. Mark, always good to talk with you. Thank you, sir. Choose this song on purpose, Chris. Uh, got an email here <clears throat> from Tim to Pete at the Pete Callender Show regarding the noble lie and uh, the COVID vaccines. Considering the latest development we got from this official from Pfizer appearing at a hearing at the European Parliament, where uh, she acknowledged, no, they did not test uh, whether or not the shot would prevent transmission of COVID. Even though that's what they told us, right? That's the whole point of herd immunity, right? Is get everybody infected to some degree. Because remember, there was the big thing like, don't you dare start a COVID party. Remember that? There were people doing the COVID parties so they could get COVID, recover from it, then not have to worry about it again. Remember that? And then, of course, they, you know, they attacked people for doing that as well. And then some guy in, like, Dallas died and uh, they said, yo, Proof you shouldn't do this. This was a terrible idea, you know. It's one of the things I remember doing an interview during the height of the pandemic talking about um, the wisdom of the the crowd, essentially. And what the uh, what the fellow said was, and I forget, he wrote a book about this, but I forget what his name was. Uh, but he said, uh, look, you know, you, you, you fill a, ba- a baseball stadium filled with people and uh, you know, Fauci is in there. And, and let's let's assume that Anthony Fauci is the smartest person in that ballpark. OK, all right. All right. Just no, just hear me out. That's the assumption. He's the smartest guy in the ballpark. OK. 
But he's not smarter than everybody in the ballpark. He can't be because he's only one person. And the collective intelligence of everybody in that stadium is going to be greater than a single individual, right? And this is why the wisdom of the masses, the wisdom of the crowd, uh, this is essential. I mean, there's a this is in economics, this is free market capitalism, right? The wisdom of the crowd. Uh, they make we make purchasing decisions, and generally speaking, we get it right. We don't always get it right, and we don't always get it right immediately, but we generally get it right. Eventually, the market, you know, the, the invisible hand and all of that, the market corrects when it makes mistakes, unlike, say, a command control economy, which never corrects. And a perfect example of that is, uh, well, take your pick of any government program where when the, the, the program fails, they get more money and they just keep on throwing more and more money at it in order to make it work. In order to, to fix it, right? So, uh, you know, Fauci trying to make a single uh, or a, a single person trying to make a decision on guidance is not going to be smarter than the collective wisdom that we would see where people are making different kinds of decisions, right? Such as these COVID parties. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe all these people got together and infected themselves with COVID. They went around, you know, licking doorknobs and stuff to get COVID. And uh, and then look at that. You got a guy in Dallas uh, with, like, you know, 17 different comorbidity factors, and uh, he died. And he should not have been part of the COVID party. So then maybe people don't do the COVID parties. Or maybe people with lots of comorbidities don't do COVID parties. Right. Or maybe a lot of people say, hey, you know what? They had a covid party and 30 people went and one person died because he was, you know, 17 factor comorbidities. And so, like, don't have those people come. But maybe we can do something and and inoculate ourselves that way. Because remember, at the beginning, before there was a, a vaccine, this was what people were thinking of doing and doing to some degree because they were trying to figure out a way to do what? To get to herd immunity. Because that's what viruses do, right? That's how you combat the viruses. You get enough people that get natural immunity. I have been a herd immunity guy from the beginning, and that's why when the vaccines came out, I listened to what the, quote, experts said about the science and data, and I said, well, okay. I got a bunch of comorbidities. I was 90-plus pounds heavier. I had high blood pressure, uh, and I said I'm probably – uh, a candidate to get pretty sick from this this virus, this novel, this new virus. So, all right, I'll, I will, I got to take a risk anyway. I got to take a gamble here. So I'm going to gamble on the shot. And I know other people took a different risk. They gambled on not getting, getting the shot. And I've never, I've never attacked anybody for getting the shot or not. We make our own decisions. Like, I don't, I'm not one of these people. I'm not going to walk into, like, for example, if I'm going to, like, you got the lottery tonight. There are people that are not going to play the lottery. They don't want it. They, they don't care to play it. I generally do not ever play the lottery. Every now and again, when the jackpot gets to be about a billion dollars, now it's worth my time. So now I'll go and I'll buy like a ticket, right? Um, but I don't attack people for not getting a lottery ticket. And I don't attack people for playing the lottery, right? But with the shot, it was different, just like with the masks. Why? Because there was this virtue signaling, there was this moral preening, there was this argument of superiority. I care about other people more than you. I got the shot 
to save somebody else's life. And if you won't get the shot, that means you're killing grams. You're killing gram gram. How dare you? Even though we all know that what was actually killing gram gram was, well, yeah, Andrew Cuomo. That was Governor Cuomo up in New York. That Right. Those types of policy decisions, those by by quarantining the healthy rather than focusing on protecting the sick and the vulnerable. So, yeah, the noble lie. Uh, Tim says that uh, uh, at some point in 100 years, uh, if there's an honest history, people will look back at all the deaths from the covid vaccines, uh, which we may not even realize for another decade uh, and decide that. Stalin, Hitler, and Mao were choir boys. Okay, I don't know if that's going to be true or not, Tim. Nobody does. That's all speculative. I mean, we shall see. But yes, the with the history when it's written about this, I think there are going to. It's not going to be kind to a lot of the people that were celebrated as experts and heroes in the modern era. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. So just saw this story move across the uh, charlotteobserver.com website. Mecklenburg County data show uptake for the new COVID-19 bivalent boosters has been low. How low is it? It's... uh. It's lower than it's apparently so low that like now everybody wants to kill Graham Graham. That's the that's how low it is. The number is like three percent of the county's population. Three percent has gotten the uh, they they are calling them the bivalent booster, or maybe is is it bivalent? Is it bivalent booster? Sort of like an ambivalent booster. Those are the ones that you get in the mornings. The ambivalent booster. Anyway, uh, 31,000 Omicron-specific booster doses administered. That, according to a spokesperson for the Mecklenburg County Health Department, that's 3% of the county's population. How how does that compare nationally? Well, nationally, it's about 5%. A little bit more than 5% of the eligible population has gotten the boosters. So that takes me to this part of the article uh, by Evan Moore. What's causing the low booster rate? (laughs) Gee, I don't know. Let's see. Low booster update could be due to a lack of awareness of booster eligibility due to evolving criteria for different groups. Oh, people just don't know if they're eligible for the booster. That's that's what's driving it. The spokesperson for the health department said, quote, we have seen rapid growth in uptake in the bivalent boosters from the first couple of weeks when supply was lowest, coinciding with increased outreach from public health pharmacies and healthcare providers and systems. OK, and we've seen rapid growth in the uptake from the first couple of weeks. OK, so when you first rolled it out and it was. There wasn't a lot of supply and now you got the big marketing campaign. Heck, you hear the. The ads on WBT, right? Um, you hear the ads all over the place. It's just been saturated uh, with the uh, with the marketing. So maybe that's what's going on. 
People just don't know. It's a lack of awareness, which is always one of the things. <laughs> it's always one of the arguments progressives resort to. It's like, oh, people don't agree with me because they just don't know. They just haven't. They just haven't heard the message. It's the only reason somebody could disagree. Let's see what else. Pfizer's bivalent booster is currently authorized for those 12 and older. Moderna's has been approved for use in those 18 and older, according to the FDA. Both are reported to be effective against the Omicron variant. What does that mean? What does that mean? Considering what the Pfizer official just told the European Parliament that they didn't even do any tests to see if it would stop transmission, what exactly does it mean when you say they are reported to be effective against the Omicron variant. What does that mean? Does that mean I won't get it? Or does that mean if I do get it, it's going to be more mild? In which case, how do you know that? How do you know that? Because you can't get it but once, right? Like, How do you compare my contracting the virus, the symptoms of getting COVID-19, right? And I get it. And for me, when I got uh what did I get? Was it Omicron or Delta? What was the one around New Year's? Was that the, was that the Delta or was it Omicron? I forget now. I'm getting... Yeah, I don't remember. But whatever the one was that hit around Christmas last year, that's the one I got. And it was very mild. Now, was that, was that due to me having the vaccine shots six months prior? I don't know. How would, I, how would I compare what my symptoms were to what my symptoms might have been? You can't, right? There's no way for me to have known or anybody to know f- for certainty like what my symptoms would be like had I not gotten the, the shot. So there's no, there's no control group. There's nothing to compare it to. So when we say these things, and you can believe it, which, by the way, I'd like to believe it, but I don't know. I'd like to believe that maybe it would have been worse had I not gotten the shot. But I don't know that to be the case because it's impossible to know. Vaccine rates could also be attributed to individuals opting not to receive boosters due to recent infections. Right. People who have had recent COVID-19 infections can consider delaying their boosters by three months from the time they experienced symptoms. Well, why is that? Oh, because... Contracting the virus, if you get infected with the virus, then that gives you durable natural immunity, which, again, going back to the pandemic, we were told that that does not count. And if you had COVID, and even if you were still suffering from long COVID, effects of long COVID, we were still told, get the shots. And if you don't get the shots, even though you're still suffering from long COVID, you're going to get fired. So, yes, you're going to take the shot. You might actually die from the complications from the shot, from injecting more of this stuff into your body that your body is still kind of messed up from. But we're going to force you onto the unemployment line because why exactly now that the Pfizer people admit that it doesn't stop transmission? What's the rationale now? Explain this to me. All the corporate entities that went down this route of, you know, well, let's reduce our liability and force everybody to have the shots. I would very much like to know if you if it's not to stop the transmission any longer and Pfizer acknowledges this, then what exactly was the purpose of firing people, particularly those who had natural immunity and were dealing with long covid? Why did they get fired now? 
Man, you guys are screwed. You guys are screwed. Your legal departments have led you astray. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pfizer's president of international developed markets, Janine Small, told the European Parliament this week, quote, regarding the question around did we know about stopping immunization before it entered the market? No, she said. We have to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. She was asked point blank that, you know, you guys said, You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what they said. So was the the COVID vaccine by Pfizer ever tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it went to market? And she said, no, it wasn't, which flies in the face of what we were told. It flies in the face of the, uh, the legal basis for the COVID passports, and it undermines the efforts that uh, you know, public agencies and private age, uh, private organizations, uh, the the ethical standards that they uh, supposedly used to force people to get the shot, because they said you got to get it for other people. You can't come into this building, you plague rat. You can't come in here and infect other people. So go get the uh, the vaccine, so you're not a threat to other people. That was the ethical argument made. And apparently it was based on nothing. It wasn't even, they didn't even test for it. That's what Pfizer just said. All right, let me jump over here and get to Ralph. Hello, Ralph. Welcome to the program. How are you? Good afternoon, Pete. Hey. Uh, You remember when uh, government entities gave out gift cards for taking a vaccination? And also, didn't our great Governor Cooper give a million dollars? Wasn't there a big, exorbitant amount of money given to some lady? I want to say up around Winston-Salem or Greensboro area. Yeah, they did a uh, they did like a lottery for uh, people who got the shot, and uh, they, uh, they gave away like college tuition and stuff. Yeah, they gave away a bunch of stuff. And so it's a marketing idea. Pfizer needs to come up with a some type of uh, drug card, uh, card that gives them, people a cocktail for free drugs, you know, with this card. So, to, you know, it's all about the money. So a bunch of people made a lot of money off of this. Yeah, like a rewards program or something. Yeah, like the you build brand loyalty. Hey, if you get all of these uh, pharmaceuticals, better living in a bottle, then uh, you can, uh, yeah, you can uh, get like a gift card to Applebee's or something. I like it. But it's, it's all so corrupt. But I'm, I'm glad I did not take the jab. So Yeah, anyway. no. No, I hear you. Uh, and look, I, I appreciate the call, Ralph. And, and I've said this from the beginning. People who got the uh, who got the shots and people who did not get the shots are both going to... We are all part of this experiment. And people would ask me, Bo, but uh, Pete, don't you understand? Like, this is experimental. I do understand that. Absolutely, I understand that. And they said, well, you know, I'm not going to get it. I said, fantastic, you're the control group. And if it turns out that everybody who got the shot dies, then... You're welcome. Seriously, you're welcome. I I did that. And you're going to have that, but you're going to have that data to now go by for future reference for whatever purpose it is needed. And if all of the people who did not get the shot die, thank you. 
I will now have data upon which to make future decisions too, right? That's the point. That's what science is actually about. It's not it's not you're good and I'm bad or vice versa. It's about let's look at what the data uh, presents. The problem is, is that you got politicians involved in all of this and, you know, wheels kind of fall off of the wagon at that point. Jim, welcome to the program. Hello, Jim. Hey, Pete. Hey. Yeah. I was 73. I'm now 75. And there was virtual war within my family about that shot. Yeah. And getting it. And I finally relented. I didn't like it. Everything I kept reading, I couldn't believe it. Many things I didn't trust, the information. Finally, I got it. I got lined up, and I got the mRNA. After the first one, I started developing nosebleeds. Now, I've, I've never had nosebleeds in my life except tinges of blood during allergy season. Yeah. I had to stand at the sink, Pete, with ice packs and for about 15 or 20 minutes before I got it stopped. I took the second shot. I was reluctant, but I went ahead, you know, 28, 30 days later, you had to go get the other one. Right. And it continued. The nosebleeds continued for another two or three weeks beyond the second shot. Now, I mean to the point that once to twice a week, I was bleeding at my sink for about 15 or 20 minutes. The blood literally pouring out of my nose. I've never had an issue with blood pressure or any severe health issues in my whole life. I told my family, I said, I'm not taking another shot. I know, you know, the Lord will just take me or whatever happens. I'm not taking another shot. And everything I've read about this stuff and the mRNA type technology, Pete, since I still have a complete distrust in it. And I told my, I have three grandchildren. I told my daughter, I said, I would prefer you not give those grandchildren the shot. Mm-hmm. They're still pushing that on two-year-olds, by the way, Pete. Oh, yeah. Two-year-olds. No, I, I got, I, we we have friends uh, that they've got young kids, and they as soon as those things became available, they ran out and stuck them in their kids' arms. Absolutely. Yeah, I, now here's, I, do believe, I do believe in the regular flu shot, because even though it, yeah, it's hit or miss. has more than 30 to 50% effectiveness. Yeah. But age to age, your chances of having a pneumonic-type death, pneumonia, rise. I know that. Right. And so I go ahead and take the regular flu shot, but I'm not taking another mRNA-type shot. I understand. I hear you, Jim. I appreciate the call. Here's a good, uh, I heard this uh, old wives' tale. I'm not sure if it works, but I think it does. Bacon. Stuff raw bacon up the nose. I hear that that actually stops the, the nosebleeds. I've never tried it, and I get nosebleeds. Well, I haven't actually since I stopped doing all the cocaine.